Good morning, Homestead Church. We're glad you're with us this Sunday morning. I hope you're having a wonderful weekend, that you've had a great week. It is a big day. I'm sure we've talked about it in this service so far. Um, it's a big day for our church. It's a big weekend for our church. We are starting to have live services. So we had a live service last night, Saturday night. Um, thanks for those who came and joined us. And uh, we are now currently on what hopefully and what should be um, our last online Sunday morning service. Now, just to clarify, we will continue to put our services online, but uh, all going well this week. Um, next Sunday, we will be meeting live in the building, and then we'll just uh, put that on Facebook Live, a recording of that service. Um, but we will be excited to be back together in the building, um, celebrating what God has done in the renovation and just how he's provided us a home for our church. And then also just uh, for us to celebrate getting together, getting out of the house, seeing one another. Um, we should uh, temper our reactions of how we look post-COVID. We don't need any gasps. We realize we need some haircuts, maybe some shaves, maybe a trip to the health club, those sorts of things. So we're all going to be very supportive of one another. <laughs> Um, hey, I wanted to take this uh, time this morning, just take a few minutes and share one scripture verse with you and just one thought that I have had this week as we have come through a very difficult few months. Um, you know, everything with Minneapolis over the last three weeks, but also COVID-19 before that, uh, the economy, job loss, trying to homeschool our children, and that alone we need to celebrate I know we celebrated graduates uh, last week. We need like a ceremony for all the homeschool parents that were thrown into this trying to get their kids to finish the school year. Um, trying to learn the new ways that they teach kids, math. Um, were you like me? There was, there was a few points where I was, you know, ninth grade math, I was helping Betty with her math and she was showing me the way that they taught her to do it. And I was looking at that and it was one of the few times that I could remember back to when I was doing this math. And I would say, why are they teaching you this way? This seems a lot harder. And I said, let me just show you. And she's like, no, 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 this is how they show me. I said, let me just show you another, another way to do it. And so I did it the way I was taught. She looked at that and said, man, that's a lot easier. And I said, yeah, so I don't know how they're teaching the math these days. Um, but if you made it through homeschool, and I'm talking to the parents, the homeschool teachers, we need a celebration. We need our own prom or something because that's, that's not nothing. Um, we have been through a very difficult couple of months, and I recognize the layers of stress and anxiety and worry. They're different for everybody, but we all have had different layers of stress. Everybody's wound up pretty good, and you can see that in our world. You can just see everyone barely hanging on. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to share this scripture verse with you today. I recognize also that there are those for, for whom 2020 has been rough uh, outside of protests, riots, and coronaviruses. Just with your family situation, with other things going on, it has been a rough 2020. And so all around, you are, you are ready for a new season. You are ready to have something different come about. And we are praying for you as you walk through those seasons, those difficult circumstances. 
Um, I've heard this comment, and this is really what started me thinking about the scripture verse today and then what I wanted to talk to you today. As we go through this difficult time, I've heard a number of people say, I just can't wait to get back to normal. I just can't wait to get back to normal. And I want to challenge us today on one thing. Well, the, that word normal. Um, I've been thinking about that this week, and I was thinking, okay, pre-COVID, uh, let's look back to like the end of the year, end of 2019, where we all thought everything was great. Um, what was normal like for you then? Was it the life you want? Was it the life that honors God? Was it a little bit frantic and hectic and busy? Were you stressed out a lot? I remember normal pre-COVID, a lot of people saying, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. There's so much going on. Oh, I'm worn out. Oh, I'm tired. So when we say, want to get back to normal, I want us to look at that. Perhaps, and here's my main thought today, perhaps this is an opportunity to kind of reset and reframe what kind of normal day-to-day -day life we would like to have. Jesus, in his words to his disciples in Matthew, had some advice for this. I want us to look at that today. But I want us to see this as an opportunity as we are coming out of a season where really everything got reset. You know, for a lot of us, careers, jobs got reset. The calendar certainly got reset. I was looking at my calendar the other day and there, there was not a lot of things on there. Um, the calendar got reset. Time with our family got reset. Our appetite for media and sports and all the things that we used to dive into for hours at a time, that got reset. So I want us to look at the next, and I know uh, coronavirus, COVID season isn't like a light switch and we're just like all of a sudden we're back to normal. But I want us to look at this over the next few weeks and months as an opportunity maybe to reset a few things. Maybe to say, you know what? The normal I had a year ago wasn't the life that I want. This is a once in a lifetime, probably, opportunity for us to really kind of reset, reframe what we would like our life to look like. So recognizing that, I want us to be mindful of that over the next few weeks. And recognizing the stress that you have been under, I'm encouraging you over the next few weeks, take some time to rest and to reset. And that is really what Jesus was talking about in the verse I want to share with you today. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. It says this, Jesus talking to his disciples, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, when Jesus is talking about rest for your souls, how he's inviting his followers, come to me and I will give you rest. I will find, you will find rest for your souls. He's not just talking about, you know, taking a nap, taking a day off, taking a vacation, even though those are important things. What Jesus is talking about is more than that. It's better than that. And we're going to get to that in a minute. But since I mentioned it, just the idea of taking a day off, taking a time to rest, take a nap, take a vacation, through a stressful season like we have come through, we must allow ourselves to rest, to recuperate. Your bodies 
need time to be still, just to operate in a healthy way, just to recuperate. Your mind needs time to be still. So I would encourage you to take some time to rest. And it's not just laying down and being still, it's allowing your mind and your soul to rest. Turn off a lot of the noise, a lot of the voices, the news, social media, whatever it is, all that's inundating you with noise. Allow the voices to be stilled and allow yourself to experience the rest that comes when we are confident in our God. This is the benefit that we have in having a relationship with God. We have confidence in him. We have confidence in him that he is capable that he is faithful, that he is at work, and we can rest. We don't need to know what cable news is saying to know that our God is in control, that he is working, that we can just allow ourselves a few moments to be silent and to rest and to recover. It is important to Sabbath, to take a day. This is why God instituted this. Take a day and rest, not just as a way for your body to recover, but for your mind to be reminded that there is a higher power watching over your life, faithfully providing and guiding you. This is how we can rest. So I want to encourage you. We've been through some stress, and stress does terrible things to you physically, mentally, emotionally. There have been times over the last month or so where I've had to stop and recognize, okay, I think I'm a little wound up. I can tell, you know, you don't feel stress. Sometimes you feel stress right away, but a lot of times it's just that slow addition of pressure that you don't think it's such a big deal at first. But after a while, you start realizing, I've been short to everybody. I nearly yelled at the kid at the bakery the other day. You know, I didn't, but I'm just using that as an example. And you have to stop and say to yourself, maybe the stress is adding up a little bit more than what I had thought. I didn't sense it all at first, but maybe it's there. Everybody is stressing out a little bit. Everything feels big and imposing because we're focused on the stressful issues. But when we will fix our eyes on God, we can rest. When we change the lens through which we view all that's going on in our world, not the lens through what the noises on TV are telling us, but through the lens of a person with faith in a powerful, almighty God we can start to rest. So let's start this week as we're beginning to hopefully resume some normal activities. Rest. Take some time. Recover. You need to unwind a little bit. But as I mentioned before, this idea of taking a nap or just a day of rest is not all of what Jesus was referring to. Jesus was referring to something way bigger and way more than that. Something way better than just a nap, even though naps are pretty awesome. What Jesus is talking about is more than just a breather. Jesus is talking about a lifestyle. Living a life that is at rest. Now, it's not just saying just nap all day, just stay home and sleep all day. That's not what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying you can go through life, you can go through the stressful seasons, you can go through 2020 and still feel at rest. This is the lifestyle that Jesus invites his followers into. When Jesus was saying in those verses that I read in verse 28, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. He's saying, come to me. It's an invitation. This was not um, just a belief. This was an invitation to follow. In that culture, in that time, there were Jewish rabbis. Jesus was a rabbi. There was Jewish rabbis who would invite people to follow them. 
Now, they would say, if you want to follow me, um, I will teach you, I will guide you. And the goal of following a rabbi was to become like that rabbi. So when Jesus tells his followers, his disciples, come to me and I will give you rest, what he's saying is, you're invited to follow me, to learn from me, and to become like me. So we see Jesus as a life that was at rest. You know, it's funny, we don't view Jesus as a, uh, we don't see it in scripture and we don't think about him this way as like a frantic, stressed out person, right? When they're feeding the 5,000, he's like, I'll make sure they get some over there. And I don't know if we have enough fish and all these things. We got to hurry up because we got to get in the, you know, hurry up guys and collect the 12 baskets left over. We got to go. That wasn't him. He was always at rest, right? He was never hurried by the calendar. He had demands on his time. People were always wanting him to come to their house, wanting him to heal this person over here. He always had demands from outside voices on his time. But yet he was always at rest. He always drew his strength from abiding in God. So when we see Jesus invite us to follow him, he is saying, follow me, learn from me, become like me so that your life looks like my life. This is what Jesus invites us into. Every rabbi, Jesus included, in that time, if a rabbi came to you and said, uh, I, you're invited to follow me, he would have a set of rules or standards. Um, he would kind of set the stipulations. Come follow me and here's all you're going to need to do. Um, every rabbi had this. Some were easier than others. Typically, they were pretty difficult. The rabbis set a high bar. If you want to follow me, you're going to have to do all these things, like a really difficult internship or apprenticeship or something like that. This is what they were invited to become. And those set of rules and regulations, they were referred to as a yoke. A yoke. Now, what's a yoke? We're not talking about eggs today. This rule and standard that rabbis would set before you was referred to as a yoke. A yoke is, if you think in farming terms, it's the, the wooden board or harness thing that they would put on the back of cattle. Two cattle would walk and they'd have this big wooden thing that would connect them. That was a yoke. It was the thing that would cause them to, when they walked forward, to pull the mechanism that would plow the soil. This was what the rules and standards that a rabbi would give you were referred to, a yoke. And a rabbi's yoke was typically very difficult. Lots of rules, lots of standards, not an easy thing. But Jesus comes along. And so we read these words in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28 and just think he's being poetic. Come to me, my yoke is easy. It's something we could write a song about. Um, but if you were in the audience when he said this, this would have been a very practical thing and a very unique, um, unheard of thing. A rabbi saying, come to me, follow me. And instead of a list of rules and standards that are going to be very difficult for you to adhere to, my yoke is going to be easy. It's going to be light. There will be rest for your souls. Imagine being at a very prestigious college or university and all the difficult professors saying, if you want to pass this class, you've got to do this. And imagine some professor saying, you know what, take this class and you're just going to learn how to rest. I'd sign up for that class. This is what Jesus was saying. Come to me, learn from me, and my yoke that will be upon you is easy. You will learn to have rest for your souls. When we do that, when we grow in our Christ-likeness, we become more like Jesus. 
And rest is more than just a break or a nap or a day off. Rest is a lifestyle so that we walk through everyday life, stressful seasons, at peace, at rest. This is what Jesus means when he invites us to follow him. We'll find rest for our souls. We can live a life as he did. We can live the life that looks like it is at peace and rest. And it's not just accomplishing nothing. Jesus accomplished a lot of things. But there's just something to the way Jesus lived. He, he drew all his strength from, it was a relationship with God. He wasn't frantic. He wasn't hurried. He wasn't a slave to the calendar. We are slaves to the calendar. And we think, I can't do, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. My calendar's so full. We're the ones who put the stuff on the calendar. You are in charge of your calendar. Jesus wasn't like that. You may be weary watching this right now. Weary, worn out. Many are. You might be burdened and tired. And as we come out of this weird COVID season over the next couple of months, um, here's the challenge. We're resetting a lot of things. Most of the stuff got shut down. Kids' activities, sports, a lot of extracurricular activities, school events, work events. A lot of us had careers that got put on hold. And we're going to begin to put these things back into place over the next few weeks and months. I wonder if everything that was normal before needs to be there. Or could we take this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to reset work activity, kids' schedule, where you spent your time, your energy, your money, all the things you focused on, all the things that were like little anxiety factories in your life. Now that you're getting back to normal, are you really going to be in such a hurry to put those things back in? Or could we pause and say, what kind of life do I want? What kind of life would it look like if I lived the Jesus life, if I followed him and became like him and was at rest, even in the midst of a busy season? You're going to start to fill your calendar again. And again, you are responsible for your calendar. I want to encourage you, maybe even this week, spend some time praying and thinking about it. Well, how do I want my life to be ordered? Put in the calendar the things that you want to have as a priority. Don't just wait for the empty spots in your calendar and then say, well, if there's a gap in there, that's when I'll rest. That's when I'll read my Bible. That's when I'll spend quiet time with the family or play a game or do... Put those things and prioritize those things. A lot of good things have come out of this season we've come through. In regards to family time, in regards to downtime, when we are putting things back in the calendar, order it in a way that will lead to the life that you want to have. The Jesus life. What else could you adjust? So I'm challenging you this week in light of Jesus' teaching to his followers. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, this life that I am going to teach you how to live. Take that upon you and you'll find rest for your souls. So this week, think about it. Look at your calendar. Think about family time. Think about activities. And I'm encouraging you to take some time to pray. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak and to guide you. Because this is going to look different for everybody. There's not a recipe, a one-size-fits-all recipe. The Holy Spirit is going to speak to you. The Holy Spirit is going to nudge you and say, yeah, that thing that was so important before, it never made you feel good. It always just filled you with anxiety. That relationship, that activity, that thing, that priority that was so important, perhaps the Holy Spirit will just kind of tug on your heart this week and say, yeah, 
we don't need that. That doesn't need to be in the new normal. Come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, and you will find rest for your souls. So as we close today, I just want to do this. This might be weird wherever you're sitting watching this, um, but I'm going to ask you in just a minute just to close your eyes and just to think about these things and maybe take some time and pray. God, give me wisdom this week. Order my steps. Order my calendar. Help me know what things need to not be put back in there. I don't want to just go back to normal life the way it was before. God, I want to order my life in a way that is the Jesus life, the soul that is at rest. And in addition to that, over the next few minutes as we close this service, um, I want you to just allow your soul to rest. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you some passages of Scripture. I invite you to just close your eyes. So let's close our eyes right now. It's going to be weird if you're just sitting with a group of people. Close your eyes and just take some deep breaths and allow your soul to rest. And I want to increase your faith through the words of Scripture, through the promises of God, because I believe that true rest is going to come when we take our eyes off of all the earthly things and we look at things through the lens of a big, faithful, strong, loving, merciful God who has great plans for your life and who loves you very much. Isaiah 40, starting in 26. Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? Who brings out the starry hosts one by one, calls forth each of them by name? Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Isaiah 41. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Isaiah 54, verse 10. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Romans 8, 28. For we know that in all things, all things God works for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And finally, I want to read some verses from Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. But God lifts his voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. 
the God of Jacob is our fortress. And he says to us, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, as we have been focused on this today, we want our souls to find rest in you. We want to be obedient in taking a Sabbath and trusting that you are still at work, that you are providing for us, that we do not survive in our own strength and effort, but it is you and your hand and your mercy and your power and provision that grants us everything that we need. So we allow ourselves to rest. We allow ourselves to take some time to recover. And God, as we are looking at what the new normal will look like, I pray that we would take some time to ask you what you want it to look like in each of our lives. Speak to each person who's listening to this message right now. What do you want to add? What do you want to take away? What will be for our good and our benefit? What will cause us to be more like Jesus and to live a life that is at peace and is at rest, that isn't swayed by all the storms that come and go? That's what we want, Lord. So we seek you and your wisdom. Holy Spirit, guide each one Help us to order our life in a way that honors you and models our Savior, Jesus Christ. And it is in his great name that we pray.